What up, world? It's your past first point guard and Trailblazers reporter Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and now also on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Help us get to 2,000 subscribers by 2022. We've got a little bonus content for you because there's big Blazers news. Damian Lord is out for at least 10 days, and Nazir Little's out for at least a week. Let's unpack quickly what that means for your Portland Trailblazers. Damian Lord has been dealing with his ab, an ab injury basically all year long, um, and now the Blazers are finally deciding to give their star point guard of an extended period of time off. If you're familiar with this this show, if you're a longtime listener to the show, like this is something that I kind of, in my non-medical expert opinion, contemplated in early November. Like, does... Does Dame, does Dame maybe need some rest? Because he hasn't looked like himself. Well, now here we are some 22 games into the season and the, and the Blazers have decided, yes, it is time to give Damian Lillard some rest. And they announced today that Lillard will get will be reevaluated in 10 days um, after an MRI confirmed that he's dealing with this uh, with this ab injury. He didn't play in uh, Tuesday Tuesday night's game against the Detroit Pistons, the second night of a back-to-back, and now he's going to miss, miss at least the next 10 days. So that would be, at the earliest, he'll be reevaluated on December 11th, which means he'll miss a home game against the San Antonio Spurs, another home game against the Boston Celtics, and a home game against the Clippers, following, and then a a uh, road game at the Golden State Warriors. Minimum of four games before he'll be reevaluated. The, following that, the Blazers have three days off. They do not play on December 9th, 10th, and 11th. That would allow them, you know, three full days at home, three full days of, of not playing basketball um, to have to reevaluate kind of where Dame's at and whether he can return. There's no guarantee he would return, but after missing those four days and then having three days off, you would get a chance for him to decide whether, or for the team to decide, you know, medical staff and Dame and his health and all that, to decide together whether he could return on December 12th when the Blazers begin a four-game homestand against the Minnesota Timberwolves. What does that mean for the Blazers? Well, it means Anthony Simons is very likely to remain as part of the starting lineup. And, and, one of the reasons is because Nazir Little's also out. The Blazers, you know, could slide Norman Powell down to the two and start Nazir Little at the three. But one, Chauncey Billups has gone with Tony Snell as a starter over Nas as those minutes, trusting the veteran over the uh, Blazers' second-year player, or excuse me, third-year player. And, and and Nazir Little out for at least a week now. He'll be reevaluated a week after uh, spraining his left ankle against the Utah Jazz. Uh, Nazir Little kind of got tripped up in a fast break, and then tr- while trying to catch his balance, rolled that left ankle. He showed up to the arena last night on crutches and in a walking boot, and now he is going to miss at least a week with this ankle injury. That leaves the Blazers a little thin. Luckily for them, they've got a team... Uh, f- not a ton of wings, but a whole bunch of six foot three and under guards. So the Blazers won't have trouble filling the other guard spot, but it means more minutes for Anthony Simons. It means more minutes for Dennis Smith Jr. It means an extended like and consistent playing time for Tony Snell. And it might mean some more minutes for Ben McLemore, who in his first real, like real rotation minutes last night against the Detroit Pistons scored 17 points and 18 minutes off the bench. Uh, the Blazers are, are not, you know, they're not going to be better without Damian Lillard, but uh, they have, at least they have, this is the spot on the, in the roster where they have some depth at guard. Um, it's a chance for CJ McCollum to kind of take the reins and prove that he can be uh, the leader of a basketball team. It's a chance for Anthony Simons, who people have been clamoring for a bigger role and more minutes and more responsibility to get that role, get those minutes and get the responsibility and run with it. And it's a chance for vets like Ben McLemore and Dennis Smith Jr. and, and Tony Snell to prove they can sort of fill in. Um, in general, it's this like 
you want Damian Lillard to be ready in January and February. If you if you have to sacrifice 10, 12, 15 days in December to make sure his body gets right for the, for the second half of the season, you have to do it. There just haven't been enough games this year where Damian Lillard looks like Damian Lillard. Like it you've you've basically had these little brief moments we say, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe. And you start to try to uh, talk yourself into some, uh, some optimism, but then there's nights like, um, against the Utah Jazz in Salt Lake City, the last game he played, where he just looked like he he just, well, he wasn't moving. And some of it felt like he maybe just didn't have, um, you know, wasn't into it. But I think there's got to be some physical limitations that look like, that are limiting what he can do out there. And now the Blazers are giving him 10 full days and Nazir Little with this ankle injury, another little bit of time off. So that's, that is, this is, the short-term impact is is more, uh, more Snell, a whole bunch more Anthony Simons, and maybe a little bit more Ben McLemore. And the long-term impact is that hopefully with 10 days off to get the sort of, get his ab right, get his abdominal muscle right, that you get Dam- the best version of Damian Lord again, because that player hasn't been on the roster. And the Blazers' future and their chances this season depend on getting that version of Damian Lord on the roster. So, we'll just... 10 days, the Blazers will play at least four games, at least four games without Dame, five total, including the game against the Pistons. Um, very likely, Nazir Little misses, at, he's, uh, Nas would miss at a minimum those four games uh, against the Spurs, Celtics, Clips, and Warriors. Like I said, the three days off gives the Blazers a little leeway for each of them to get back, but it sounds like based on the press releases announced by the Blazers today that Nazir Little is likely to be back before Damian Lord. Um, who could miss more time after that December 11th reevaluation date. So 10 days for the Blazers to play four games. I, I would say other than the Warriors game, um, three winnable home games against the Spurs, Celtics, and Clippers, and then a very tough game in in Golden State. Um, you want to tread water? They've been treading water with Dame on the court. Um, they If they can tread water with him out on the court, they can still be in the, sort of the position, not maybe they want to be in, but not in a terrible position when he's able to return. And if he's able to return at full strength, this seems like a very worthwhile 10-day experiment. That's what we got for you on the injury front. So today's show was supposed to be a mailbag episode, and then this injury news came out, and we had to lead with it because it's the biggest news of the day. Damian Lord on the shelf for 10 days. Uh, but we are going to do, still going to do mailbag to close the show. It's our uh, weekly segment where we answer listener submitted questions. We're going to do a version of the mailbag to, to close the show. But before we do that, let me tell you about Shopify. Uh in case you didn't know, Shopify is a complete commerce platform that lets you start, grow, and manage a business. The subscription-based software allows anyone to set up an online store and sell their products. Shopify store owners can also sell in physical locations using the Shopify point-of-sale app and the accompanying hardware. Listen, Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses, so upstarts and startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere. They can synchronize online, and they can synchronize in-person sales, and then those be able to effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility, and Shopify helps you make your entrepreneurial dreams come true. Uh, Shopify powers over 1.7 million businesses from first sale to full scale, reaching customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integration apps, including Facebook and Instagram, TikTok and Pinterest and more. Meet people where they are with Shopify. And plus, you'll be able to gain insights as you grow 
with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. So why don't you go to shopify.com slash locked on MBA. That's all lowercase locked on MBA for a free 14 day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash locked on MBA right now. That's shopify.com slash locked on NBA. Today's episode is also brought to you by True Bill. It's the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, that you don't want, or that you just straight up forgot about. On average, Truebill saves people about $720 a year because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Listen, Truebill has over $2 million users and they've helped folks save over a hundred million dollars. They I've used Truebill worked quickly and easy for me to get my eyeballs on all the subscriptions I have kind of figure out, figure out where they were less than less than 10 minutes maybe from from uh, grain to bread with Truebill so uh, if, if this is something that you might need it's super simple check it out don't fall for those subscription scams start start canceling today at truebill.com slash locked on MBA go right now truebill.com slash locked on MBA could save you thousands of dollars a year truebill.com slash locked on NBA all right so we talked Damian Lord and Nazir Little's injuries. Uh, Dame's going to be out for at least 10 days. And Nazir Little out for at least a week. Um, conceivably, they both could come back on that December 12th game against Minnesota. But uh, sounds like Dame is like, you know, reevaluated in 10 days. It's just a way of saying, like, here's the timeline and you don't get to ask questions um, about it for 10 days. I, I believe the NBA rules stipulate that Damon Lillard is supposed to talk to the media if he has a long-term injury like this. Um, will he? Maybe not. Uh, the way the media, the way like media rules work now, it's just um, it's not necessarily going to happen. But uh, what we were, this was supposed to be a full mailbag show, like, um, and but then this news came out in the middle of the day, and instead of doing what we do here, typically is a, a weekly mailbag show answering listeners submitted questions all episode long. We're going to do it just for these last two segments. But today was already going to be a bit of a weird one because instead of answering literally submitted questions, I was going to respond to your trade ideas. Um, in a previous show, I had put out a call saying the Blazers are $3 million over the luxury tax line. They really want to get under that luxury tax line. And and if they're going to make a trade, they need to improve the team or like theoretically get better while getting cheaper. And I put out the call to you, dear listeners, and I said, hey, Send me your trades. Send me your trades. Like many of you are trade machine maestros. I got, I got, I called, I called up the maestros, the Picassos, the true artists and fans, Bo and ESPN's trade machine uh, to kind of craft deals and, and maybe go through the exercise of sort of how difficult it is for the Blazers to get, you know, desirable moves for CJ McCollum and Yusuf Nurkic and, and Robert Covington. And those are the main people people are trying to trade. Um, and so many of you responded, quite frankly, um, <laughs> I was a little bit overwhelmed with the response. People are excited about player movement, excited about trades and all that stuff. So um, instead of doing what I sometimes do and say, I hate trade machine, rah, 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 I'm just going to suck it up and let's talk trades. Let's talk tra fake trades. Let's do a whole, we were going to do a whole damn show, but let's do two thirds. Let's do 60% of a show about fake trades. These are um, 
I don't know, best, but the ones uh, of the many, many, many I got, um, these are the ones that I think are most compelling and, and can actually happen. Some people still sent in trades that don't work um, via the CBA or just don't make sense, like um, ra rationally didn't make sense. And instead of sort of unpacking them and saying, you don't understand how it works, let's just go with the good ones and talk about the good ones. So here are listener trades. We're going to do this um, for the remainder of the show. Typically mailbags, we do them each week and you can just tweet at me at Mike G. Ritz or send me an email locked on blazerspot at gmail.com. And they're more just grab baggy questions about anything you want. So they don't have to be trades. In fact, if you send me fake trades after this, probably going to ignore them because I don't actually like it. But I love y'all, so I want to do fake trades um, for a little bit. But uh, if you want to get involved in a future mailbag, that's that is how we do it. But this um, this a little bit strange mailbag, very special delivery episode uh, is going to be a little bit different. There were kind of some themes to trades, so let's get into the themes. Um, the first and the simplest one of like how to save three million bucks and make this team better came from listener Greg and also listener the. Ad Adislorian at Mr. Underscore Adams. I think it's Adislor Adislorian. I might have screwed that up. Mr. Adam 67. Uh, Mr. Underscore Adam 67 on Twitter. Both sent the same sort of framework of a deal, which was trade CJ McCollum and Robert Covington for Ben Simmons. And this is the most straightforward, the most obvious, and, and the one that is, I think, um, the most appealing to Blazer fans, right? Um, Robert Covington hasn't been very good, but is still, you know, like a solid pro would play anywhere he went, even if he wouldn't start. I I, I, th I thought at the beginning of the year, he would basically start for every team in the league. Um, he struggled a little bit. So maybe he, um, maybe he would just play for every team in the league, but he's a, he's a top eight contributor literally on every, every NBA roster. Um, and some, and some NBA rosters say like the, uh, Los Angeles Lakers, he would be maybe their most important player, not named Anthony Davis. Um, but it's, uh, this deal is, you know, sent in by two different people and a couple other people kind of just said, do the Ben Simmons trade idiot. And like, I'm not, I would have already pulled the trigger. If this idiot was in charge of the team, I would have already pulled the trigger. But, um, I, I like this idea because it's straightforward. I do think it, it, um, hurts the Blazers depth a little bit. And it really demands that Ben Simmons agrees to play power forward. Um, and, and that doesn't necessarily need to play power forward on offense. I'm mostly talking about defense. He needs to go guard fours and guard, guard them a bunch. Um, and that's what he would be asked to do because, um, you know, he would guard whoever the best point of attack defender is, I guess, but he has to like buy into that role, which give and take it that he's, he's mostly wanted to overwhelm little guys. That's what he wants to do on defense. And he's damn good at it. Um, don't get it twisted. But, uh, I like, I sort of like this trade as, um, theoretically right like i think it hits hits the marks in theory um so uh, i would do this i don't think daryl morey would which is why this isn't like the whole show about why about doing this this is just like i think daryl morey says no i don't think cj mccollum and robert covington is what he wants i think even though like it's those two and like a boatload of picks and the boatload of picks make sense for the blazers i i would say no like you know three picks and, th and four pick swaps is too much here but like if it's me, if you're asking Mike Richmond, if I'm pulling the trigger, CJ and Rocco for Ben Simmons, I do it immediately. I pound the yes button. The other sort of theme of trades, very similar, um, sent in by my listener Mike U, listener Mike K in Austin. Two mics uh, sending a trade trade proposal to another mic. Um, that's real synergy here uh, by the triumvirate of mics. But it was CJ McCollum for, for Jeremy Grant, and it was kind of some combination of Jeremy Grant. Uh, Scott at ScottPTB30 also sent one in, I um, but it's it's not exactly a CJ for Jeremy Grant, so I'll, we'll get there in a moment. So like um, there were varying 
varying ideas with how this would work, but I think like a straightforward version of the CJ McCollum for Jeremy Grant trade, and I talked about this on yesterday's podcast, but here's like the actual math making it work, is um, CJ McCollum and CJ Ellaby for Jeremy Grant and Corey Joseph. Uh, Plus, I would think the Blazers would probably have to include a first round pick. Um, Some kind of like, hey, the next pick we can convey convey lottery protected after we trade um, to uh, after we complete this trade with the Chicago Bulls will be yours just because CJ McCollum is, is, um, you know, is three, four years older than Jeremy Grant. And he has an extra year on his contracts, like another year beyond uh, beyond that on his contract than than Grant does. So um, it's he's not as appealing and the the Pistons are in a rebuild. So, you know, like CJ McCollum is um, probably the like maybe better overall. I think he's probably better overall than Jeremy Grant. Like I think he's, I don't even think that's close. I don't know why I'm hedging here. He's just a better basketball player than Jeremy Grant. Um, Offense is really important. CJ's darn good at it. Um, So like, you know, even with that, I think the money and the age, you might have to sweeten it up. Also like um, you might not have to put a first, it could be a couple seconds, but I think it's something like that. And I would, I would do this trade. And I I mentioned this before and I'll mention again here, I'm a little hesitant. Like I am, I am admittedly a little hesitant about this, about what this trade looks like, because um, I do think you're giving up the best player. um, And uh, I don't think Jeremy Grant as your second best player is like really appealing, but in this, in theoretically, he would be your second best player only on the defensive end. Um, and he would not be your second best player on the offensive end. That's still going to be norm. That's still going to be Amphrey Simons to some extent, still going to be Nurk because of the screen setting and the passing. Um, but Jeremy Grant as your fourth best player, I really like. I'm into this trade. Um, Scott at ScottPTB30, two, two shouts to the Twitter handle. Thanks for a longtime listener, Scott, for saying this one and offered another version of this trade that's CJ McCollum and Anthony Simons for Jerry, Jeremy Grant and Kelly Olynyk. Um, let's, let's just assume Kelly Olynyk's healthy um, when we're completing this trade um, and also would have to be after December 15th because he just signed a, a contract, whatever, whatever. But let's, let's assume this happens like the day after Christmas, right? Just for... So we're operating in reality, um, a future conditional reality, but like within the realm. Um, I don't, I'm a little dicier about this, but I do think Olenek's ability to play, um, to be a stretchy five and to play a little bit of four is intriguing. I just think giving up Ant and CJ, you're only two kind of like, I mean, CJ is hard to trade. Like, don't get it twisted. Hard to trade. Uh, 30 years old. Paid like paid like an all star and and the Blazers' second best player, so they kind of need back someone who can be that second best player type or function as that. But he's not that on another team. Like he's he, you know he might be the best player on the Pistons, but like in the future that's got to be Cade Cunningham or they're sunk anyways. Um, so you know it's it's Siege is not an easy guy to trade. Like it's just it's not that simple. I think this exercise from from you, dear listeners, kind of illustrated how there just aren't that many obvious targets. And even then you don't know if um, the other team is saying yes, unless you're selling low, but I wouldn't want to also trade ant in this trade, Scott, because um, uh, while I like Kelly Olenek, I think he's, I think he's pretty darn solid. Like he's a really solid rotation, big. Um, I'd much rather have Olenek than Cody Zeller. And I'm a big Cody Zeller believer. If you've listened to this podcast a bunch, you know that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a believer in the big handsome, but uh, Olenek's just struck straight up a lot better than he is. Um, I worry that if you trade Ant and CJ and this is what and this is the return that you've kind of um you know you've you've exhausted your options to upgrade the roster via the trade market and you're not getting better in any other way because you've already traded away your draft pick for this upcoming season and you're not going to have a cap space so it's like um 
Jeremy Grant and Kelly Olenek better make it happen. Uh, recognizing the challenges of paying Amphrey Simons and blah, 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 blah. But I don't know that I would do this, but I um, I do think this is like a, you get more talent in this trade. Okay, let's come back in the third segments and close out the show on this special delivery mailbag where we're doing fake trades the whole time. A whole episode of fake trades after years of resisting fake trades, your boy finally gave in. And that's what we're doing this entire show. So, before we do that, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's just the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And right now, right now, if you are a first time user, you can go to Bet Online and get a 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code LOCKED ON when you're making that first deposit. So then you've got all this money to play with, right? You, you put in 100 bucks, you get your 50% welcome bonus, you got $150. You can bet on anything with more props, more props, more odds, more lines than ever before on basketball, on football, that's pro and college, on soccer here, the MLS. The Timbers are in the Western Conference semifinals and could host the MLS finals. You could bet on both of those matches on betonline.ag. You can also bet on all of the soccer abroad if you prefer uh, maybe a higher level of soccer than MLS. You can bet on combat sports, um, you can, whatever it is, you'll find it. Plus you can play your favorite Vegas casino game. So go ahead, take advantage of this deal. Now go to bed online. It's where the game starts. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. Still listening to locked on blazers. So we talked a little, talked a little injury stuff. Cause this is the news of the day. We're doing a fake trade mailbag. We talked a whole bunch of CJ for Jeremy, Jeremy Grant, CJ for Ben Simmons. Um, we got some other ideas. And to close the show, these are some more sort of out-of-the-boxy ideas. I think Jeremy Grant and Ben Simmons and this next one um, is, is a kind of like on-the-nose type of trades. This one comes from Sam who says, CJ for Tobias Harris. Um, the Sam's proposal, CJ and Rocco for Tobias Harris and Matisse Thybul. I think the Rockets turned that down because I think Thybul is um, he's so much younger than than Rocco. Um, he's under team control in the way that Robert Covington is going to enter unrestricted free agency. Thybul is going to be, you know, will be when he enters free agency, will be a restricted free agent. Like, I think they turn it. I think they turn that specific trade down, Sam. I think they do hang up the phone on you. But CJ for Tobias Harris, um, it's that works straight across. That doesn't save the Blazers money, so you've you've kind of failed in that regard. But I think you can. Um, let's just say you massage it to make this one work, right? You um, you you either in- include a third team to take on some money somewhere. You you somehow put Nurk in the deal. You ship Rocco somewhere else. You don't take back Matisse Thibel. You take back someone who's way worse, like Shake Milton. Um, like, I, I think you can... Um, I think you can get there without this specific trade, but the idea of CJ for Tobias Harris still puts you in the ballpark of where we're trying to go. Um, I would probably do this for the same reason I would do the Jeremy Grant trade. I think CJ is better, but I think um, Tobias Harris, who I, I don't really aesthetically care for his game. He can't, he's so big and he can't pass. Um, and if he could pass, he'd be a really special player, but he's kind of just like gets tunnel vision and it's like, I'm going to throw one pass or I'm going to shoot. Like he doesn't, it doesn't have a lot of layers of reads. I like, I like chuckers like Norman Powell, who doesn't even consider the pass versus guys who like um, play make and run a little pick and roll and do all this stuff. Like um, I'm not a big believer in, in uh, Tobias here is pretty good, but I, I think Steve McCollum is better. Um, and I think you're mostly upgrading here with like stylistic. Um, so I, I do this trade. Um, uh, again, I don't care about the luxury tax, so I might just do it straight up. But like, if we're trying to get there, um, 
I would do this trade if you could get under, if it would, if it got you to the right place money wise. Um, just because I think adding that wing, adding Tobias Harris at the three or four and with, you know, interchangeably with Rocco, or if you have to include Rocco interchangeably with like Nazir Little or whoever you bring back, um, at, at that spot, um, George Niang, I guess. Uh, but like it's, I think you, I think you add more length and and still some offensive pop because Tobias Harris can really score. He just, um, he's you know he's somewhat limited, but he can get. He's a bucket. Like he can he could score, um, and he could score in isolation. He's 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 a valuable um, offensive player to be sure, and he's big enough to be valuable on defense. So yeah, I would I would consider this trade. And a couple other people sent me versions of the Tobias Harris trade, but all of theirs were bad. <laughs> Because uh, they were even this one, I think they say no to everyone else's is like, yeah, you just give them you just give them Nurk and then they have three centers and it's fine. Like, sorry, y'all, I couldn't I couldn't entertain it. But let's 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 move to sort of out. Those are kind of the obvious ones on the nose that a bunch of listeners sent in. Um, not that the obvious ones are bad, right? Like finding the obvious like saying like just do the ben simmons trade is just he's just following the league y'all you know the deal we've been calling for the ben simmons cj swap for months in this very podcast so if you're still calling for it too you're doing still doing it right doesn't mean it's gonna happen but you're still doing it right but some out of the box ones this one comes from listener justin i i specifically call justin out because justin is classic for sending me some fake trades and i'm like stop <laughs> please stop <laughs> but uh justin still hit me with this one that says uh and i'm not stopping today like i said we're doing fake trades kyle anderson dylan brooks and Jarrett culver from the memphis grizzlies in exchange for cj mccollum and cj ellaby um on its face i do not love this trade um because i just think you're giving up the best player and i don't think memphis says yes to it to be clear because of the money owed to mccollum they're gonna have to the jaron jackson jr trade is gonna kick in and they're going to have to pay john morant and i don't think this team wants to be um i don't think they want to pay another dude 30 million dollars um but let's just assume they did it because like i'm not gonna I'm not going to like argue on behalf of the Memphis Grizzlies front office saving money. I don't want any, I want everyone to spend a ton of money. So let's, let's have Memphis do it too, uh, for the sake of this show. So, um, Kyle Anderson, I like, but he's, ta- he's, he's taken a really big step back this year. Um, he used to be like an, like a kind of an elite defensive player and he's not been good on defense, both just with my eyeballs. Grizzlies are worst defensive team in the league. Um, and like when I've seen Kyle Anderson, I'm like, what, what happened to him? And like the advanced stats say that Kyle Anderson has taken a huge, huge step back, um, in defensive impact, which is a bummer because he's like big and weird and slow and can really pass. He's like the exact type of player that pass first point guard me, like me loves. Um, but like, so I'm a little worried about the Kyle Anderson part. I like Dylan Brooks. Um, a chucker, you know I love chuckers. Doesn't look to pass because he doesn't believe in passing. He's gonna shoot it every time he gets it. Um, he's gonna take some wild heat checks, and that heat check might be his first attempt of the game because he knows he was hot from last week, baby. Dylan Brooks is not afraid. Also wore a giant mink coat when he was in Toronto. Back home wore a giant fur coat. Tight. Got a great personality, and he's also just like a dog on defense. Um, not always a great defender because I think he gets out of position, being too aggressive, and he fouls way too damn much. But like he gets after it, and you can put him on your on premier wings and say go get him now he's gonna foul out with four and a half minutes left and drive you crazy but dylan brooks is um dude's dude is get he plays hard as hell um sometimes to his own detriment but um I, i don't love this one but i like it um i do think dame norm kyle anderson roco nurk dylan brooks ant nazir little larry nance is darn good um 
I don't, is that a championship level team? It is not. Is that a better team than they have currently? Probably because of the size and the defensive ability. Um, Dylan Brooks probably a two also, but he can play three and it doesn't matter. And, and, and uh, slow-mo Kyle Anderson can play, can play four. Um, he can even play freaky deaky five if you have the right uh, matchup, but you don't need to with Larry Nance. Like I think you add size and switchability and all those things. And if, if Kyle Anderson refines his defensive impact, like he's going to be really good. That's outside the box trade. Justin, thank you for that one. Another outside the box trade is from John who offers Robert Covington, Greg Brown, the third, for a second and a second rounder in exchange for to Indiana in exchange for Tory Craig and Justin Holiday. I told John I don't love this trade, but I like that it's outside the box. Um, I don't I I don't think Tory Craig and Justin Holiday are are like Tory Craig is a competitive defender, but not a super good one. Um, he he's like he's like the kind of guy who if he was your third wing off the bench, you're pretty you're you're in pretty good shape. But if he's your second wing off the bench, or if he's your starter, you're in trouble. If you if you have to rely on Tory Craig every night probably not that good of a team it's um it's why he didn't last in milwaukee and why he didn't play in in um phoenix at the when their championship run is because at the highest levels tory craig isn't exactly a solution like you can find uh better ones uh, for his you know limited offense and and it, the level of defensive impact he brings justin holiday i like like his um um think he think he could be a useful contributor I, I think Rocco's been bad enough that if you get these two guys back um two rotation players in exchange for Rocco this year you're probably upgrading the roster I think on the whole like Robert Covington is better and more impactful than these guys I think Rocco next to either Miles Turner or uh Demontis Sabonis is really intriguing for uh the Pacers so I think they pound the yes button on this um I think this is a mild upgrade, but it's also relatively low risk. Um, this is this seems like something where you like may have found guys who can play, you know, two, three, and four and fit in there and like have your have your interchangeable wings that you need without giving up some of your best players. You can still find a CJ trade down the road. You can still find an Anthony Simons or a Yusuf Nurkic trade down the road, um, and you've gotten a, you've added some useful depth. John, I like the creativity here. Don't love the trade, but I like the creativity here. And finally, to close the show. Our most creative trade, and I say that because it was the only person who responded brave enough to propose a Damian Lillard trade. Many of you are like me, and you were doing this exercise, and you said, well, let's save some money and keep Damian Lamont Ollie Lillard Sr. on the team and then figure it out. But not Dr. J. Dr. J said, eh, screw it. Let's blow it up. Uh, I don't know if he... I don't know if Dr. J said screw it, actually. His email did not include those words. His emails basically said, this is a real shakeup and I would do it. And the trade is Damian Lord, Dennis Smith Jr., and Greg Brown III in exchange for Ben Simmons, Tyrese Maxey, and Matisse Thibel. This is the trade Daryl Morey wants. He wants Dame for Ben Simmons. Would he include Maxey and Thibel? He would have to. Gosh darn it. Um, yeah, I I don't I don't think this, like, I don't think a CJ... Ben Simmons, Amphrey Simons, Rocco Nurk team. I don't think it's a championship level team. Um, I think it's the same problem as you currently have is that, except worse, right? Like, can you win a championship with, with CJ McCollum as your second best player? Probably not, right? Probably not. Um, but could CJ be a second best player in a very good team if the other parts fit better? Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is an other parts fit better. Um, I, I think this adds, you know, you could... Um, you know, you you keep you keep Norm and Maxi and Tybal as a bench unit. Like you are going to 
you are going to monster teams during the regular season. You are going this that you've added depth, you've added versatility, you've only you've sacrificed your top end talent. So I think it catches up with you in the playoffs. But in terms of being a better basketball team, I think you could make a case that in the regular season, a Ben Simmons, uh, Tyrese Maxey, Matisse Thibel swap for Damian Lillard, as long as you're just trading into the bench guys like Dennis Smith Jr. and Greg Brown, as this proposes from Dr. J. I think you've created a team that could potentially be just a wonderful regular season team. Um, ability to play a bunch of different sizes. Um, you've got you could play crazy big lineups if you wanted to with Ben at um, with Ben at, uh, at at point guard and Larry Nance at center and basically just have a bunch of six seven dudes on the court um, with Rocco and I, I mean. Norman Powell like specifically isn't six foot seven, but like you you could put you could put size and length out there with Nas and 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 Rocco and uh, uh, and Norm and Larry Nance and and uh, and Ben Simmons. Like I I like what all of the looks you could do. You could go super big with um, Ben Simmons playing like something that looks like the the two next to CJ Robert Covington, Larry Nance, and Yusuf Nurkic. You're gigantic. You could play small guards with Anthony Simons and um, and Tyrese Maxey off the bench and just run 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 and try to just like split the side of the floor and play pick and roll and kind of do like a juiced down version of Damon CJ, except with a monster young bench unit. Like I, this is brave. And I think it, I like the idea of it. I, I do kind of think it ends up with a team that loses in the playoffs because top end talent matters in the playoffs and who your best player is on this team. It's like, is like is a CJ McCollum Ben Simmons offense is a Ben Simmons Yusuf Nurkic pick and roll going to work and is a Ben Simmons CJ McCollum offense like good enough to propel you past um, the elite teams in the West like uh, like Golden State and like like Phoenix and and Utah like I kind of think no but I think this is the type of big risk like it's gonna be it would be a bummer to trade Dame like he's a you know something like at worst the second best player in the history of the franchise um, and for my money trending towards the best. Uh, but this is the type of like, you know, when I dreamed up this challenge, I was hoping someone people would go way outside the box. And I think Dr. J achieved this with some some real bravery. Um, although, like, you know, if you think trading Dame is like a pitchforkable offense, um <laughs> email me and I'll uh and I'll like either talk you off the ledge or connect you with Dr. J so you could pitchfork him himself yourself. Um just kidding. I would never do that to my to my dear listeners. Um, pit, only pit, bring your pitchforks to me. I'll protect Dr. J. Uh, that is that's our fake trade show. We did it. We did it. Uh, like I said, if you have a fake trade, you can send it to me. I'm probably gonna ignore it. Um, we'll do this again. I don't. I'm I'm malleable. Like I don't like the fake trade stuff. Like the trade machine stuff doesn't um, super excite me, but it excites y'all. And I do this for you. This is your show. Like it's my show. It's my mic. I'm doing it here. Um, I, I make it happen, but like I make it happen for you, dear listeners. Like the reason I'm still doing this, um, almost three years later is because I, I love doing it and I love doing it for you. So as much as I kind of joke, like I hate trade machine and I've joked about it a bunch here. Um, we can, we'll revisit this project. We'll, 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 we will redo, we'll do another version of this, um, say sometime after Christmas, we'll let it, we'll let it marinate for a month and come back, uh, come back in the new year and, and like revisit your best fake trades as we get a better sense of what's happening in the league and when, and, um, and kind of what other teams are doing. Because once you kind of figure out what other teams needs are, you can kind of, you can kind of zero in on what, more reasonable trades might look like. That is going to do it for today's show. Um, a non-traditional mailbag to be sure, but if you want to be involved in a future mailbag, 
email me, lockdownblazerspod.gmail.com, or tweet at me, at Mike G. Rich. Uh, the Blazers play the Spurs uh, this evening. Or this is Thursday, December 2nd show. They play the Spurs this evening, the evening of, of December 2nd. Uh, we'll have a recap show for you on Friday, and Jason Quick is going to join that show. So it'll be me, Jason Quick for The Athletic, talking about uh, this Blazers' couple home games, about Dame's injury, about the latest news with the team. Uh, Jason is a wonderful guest. You won't want to miss that one, so make sure you come back. That will be Friday's show waiting for you in your feed on December 3rd. Appreciate you listening. Go subscribe to the show on YouTube. We're getting to 2,000 subscribers by uh, by 2022, and you're going to help because if you're listening to my voice now and you haven't subscribed, you're too deep into the show. You owe it to me. Go subscribe, please. And then tell your friends to do the same. People hear about podcasts by word of mouth. If you want to promote the podcast, do it with do it with your voice. Tell your pals about it. They can find it wherever they get podcasts and also on YouTube. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.